Lab Rats. Welcome to Send This to Trace. I'm Hannah. I'm Emily. And we're two best friends who are recapping one of our favorite shows, CSI Crime Scene Investigation. Join us as we make our way through the top 50 ranked episodes and get a heaping dose of 2000s nostalgia along the way. Let's get to it! Woo! That won't go in it. <laughs> Welcome back to Sinus to Trace, Lab Rats. What's up, guys? We took a week off because I was having some mental health, not not problems, I just was tired. Just <laughs> a lot. Like, I just can't do it. She's week. growing a human, guys. I'm a good person, and I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with my, my new Ellie. pregnancy anxiety and all that stuff. So anyway, we hope you've had a good week as well. Yes. One free of mental health or dog troubles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're getting toward Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is next week. I'm so excited. Yes. I love Thanksgiving. Well, when this episode comes out, it'll be like two days after. Right? No. It'll be two days before. I mean, Thanksgiving will be two days after this. Yes. There yes. we go. There we go. Thanksgiving <laughs> is coming. When this episode comes out, I'm going to be in a car on my way to Iowa for, uh, I got for Thanksgiving. I got you. I'm excited about I can't I keep it. my days straight. I'm just... Lord. Give me all the food. All yes. the food. I'm in my third trimester now, and I'm going to eat. Yes. I'm going to eat. You got to gotta get that baby plump. I have to take advantage. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we jump into the episode for this uh, week? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So this week's episode is called Law of Gravity. It's season seven, episode 15, and it's rate number 11. She's high. High as a cot. <laughs> it's something. It's a little high. A little, little, little up there for me. But we'll get into we'll that in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with, where are we? There was like four or five episodes in between the last miniature killer, like miniature killer episode that we covered, yes. and then this one here. Uh-huh. So there's been several things happen. So Catherine and one of her past like boos, he was like a... Uh, defense attorney or some kind of attorney and had to cross-examine her on the stand, which was a thing, I suppose. Mm. It, it really wasn't too big of a thing. It's just something that happened to Catherine. Yeah. The big real thing is Grissom is going on a month-long sabbatical. So he's taking some leave from work and he's going to head out to New Jersey or somewhere for like four weeks to like teach a class. I think it's like somewhere down south. Oh, maybe. It is. Right? Yeah. And then like Georgia... Maybe. Like, so it's somewhere like in the southeast. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Anyway, he's leaving for a month and I don't like that. He's going to go and teach a class. Nick has noticed that Grissom shaved his beard and he act, and Grissom took a vacation day at one point. And so Nick thinks he has a girlfriend. He's like, this is sus. I, yeah. I don't trust this Grissom. Uh, I mean, do you blame him? No. Anyway, as he leaves on his four-week sabbatical, a new miniature killer box is put on his desk addressed to him. Uh-huh. So, like, nobody knows it's the miniature killer. It's just part of his mail pile it's that he's going to accumulate. It's stacking up on his desk. Yes. Yeah. The real big thing is that to cover Grissom's spot, Catherine is still the uh, working supervisor. Uh-huh. But they hire a new CSI that is eventually going to be on days, but he's working nights before, until Grissom gets back. His name is Mike Kepler. Uh-huh. He's, like, kind of his replacement, I guess. He, he's got a lot of baggage. So we'll start with, there's a few things. He's not super concerned with protocol and he kind of like goes with his hunches and him and Catherine, he gets Catherine on the train of something called reverse forensics, which I didn't really understand what that was. Oh yeah. With the, um, that one case. Yeah. Um, what really happened? What happened? 
they what they did was the way I understand it, and I could probably read the summary to like justify this. Mm-hmm. But the way I saw it is that they were trying to get somebody that was actually guilty of yeah. killing the original person, uh-huh. like kind of bring them back out. Uh huh. That oh, was like my yeah, I understand. Like so, so, like faking like you have yes. evidence when you like don't type of thing. Yes. Anyway, it causes... and they brought somebody out of hiding, I think. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, somebody confessed to it. It's right. fine. And then they let their guard down, and then mm-hmm. they swoop in and do do all the it things. It causes a little bit of tension in the lab. Like it does because Nick and yeah. Mark are not. They about it. <laughs> They're like, you lied to well, us. Like we're Nick your people. Warwick. Like. And yeah. then Sarah and Greg get involved. Right. And it's it's the cutest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, because Nick is like, we are not doing this. We do not stand for this. I am a Texas boy. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't liars. <laughs> we can't be doing this now. <laughs> and so, like, Warwick had the same hunch, but Nick is, like, gung-ho He's on like, it. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I don't care if I get in trouble. Nick is real black and I white to, for, yeah. for the rules. Yes. <laughs> And uh, so he gets he gets them on on board, and they end up like. And Catherine was like, even telling this de- new detective or whatever was like, I don't like lying to my boys. No, like, you uh, can't lie to them, Catherine. They're my, yours. It, that got my heartstrings, right? Because it was Warwick and uh, Nick in in the scene or whatever. She yeah. said, I don't like lying to my boys. No, no. Uh, she said guys, I think, but you know that's her voice, right? Anyway, uh, so that yeah, causes so a little bit of tension. A lot, yeah. Um, also, at the same time while all this is going on, Kepler is getting notes on his desk from somebody named Frank. Yeah. And he's been like, Nick catches him looking through some files that he really probably shouldn't be looking through. He's getting a little sketch. Yeah, he's got something going on. And he also receives a Celebration of Life invitation for somebody named Amy McCarty. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be haunted by her death in some way. We don't really know all the details at this point. We won't know until the end of this episode. Yeah. No. Um, this episode. <laughs> but yeah, the one that we're covering, yes. Yes. And um, so did you notice in the um, the episode where they were doing like the reverse forensics mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah. Um, he was in Bobby's lab. Yes, it was Bobby. That's what he was looking for. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, it wasn't Nick. It was Bobby that caught him. Or it might have been both. But. I mean, everybody, I think, has at one mm-hmm. one time caught him looking at stuff. But um, Hodges said, he's like, you better be careful in uh, Bobby's lab. Uh, he just, he's had one misfire. <laughs> and <laughs> Bobby's had not... a misfire before. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby does not tolerate anybody no, in his he do lab. Not. Because he was shooting a gun, um... Without Bobby even in there. Yeah. And Hodges come in there. He's like, oh, girl. Don't mess with Bobby. He's like, uh, you better not let Bobby catch you doing that. Oh, my gosh. Hodges is getting so much better. He's, like, so funny and, like, just such <laughs> a kiss-ass. It's great. <laughs> Him with Grissom. Him and Grissom is, is my favorite. Ugh. When he, and I'm sure we'll discuss this, but, like, whenever uh, Grissom does come back from Spadaville. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. I like that Grissom's kind of putting up with Hodges now. I know, and he's, he's kind of, like, like, kind of like, got, a, like, a lovable, like, puppy type of thing. Yeah. follows him around because he'll joke with him and it's all that stuff. hilarious. He's less annoyed than he is. <laughs> like, just putting up with it. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's so cute. So, now that we're all cut up, let's jump into this episode that features Mr. Kepler's storyline very heavily. Pause. Yep. The, did you watch, did, you did not watch the uh, meat market one? No. It's M-E-E-T no. market? Um, I wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I read about it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 
it was it was something. No. <laughs> so I did. I, that's what I was. I was like, "Whoo, that was that was a lot to unpack." Mm, yeah. <laughs> Shoo. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Okay. So we'll jump into the summary of uh-huh. law of gravity. Uh-huh. Go for it. Okay. So a flashback shows a man uh, sobbing and begging for his life while claiming his innocence. Someone shoots him three times and walks down a sidewalk holding a bloody gun. That someone is Kepler, um, who approaches a young woman. Uh, the woman is Amy McCarty. Mm-hmm. So this is all like a weird flashback, like fever dream. <laughs> yeah, and this is, I guess, the same Amy that he's been that he got that invitation for a celebration yes. of life. So she's dead. Yeah, obviously. Um, this was a past love of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tells him that she loves him, and Kepler reaches into her chest and pulls out her beating heart, <laughs> which is, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> there, there might be something that we're just totally missing, but it was just it weird. It seems like a very interesting directorial choice, but yes. anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, uh, Kepler wakes up in his apartment um, next to an open bottle of liquor and begins to sob. So, like I said, this is like a fever dream. Yeah. He, <laughs> like a, you know. He's having weird, weird visions. Uh-huh. His flashbacks are weird. They're, well, they're in the snow, so it's obviously not Vegas, but he's Ellie, from New Jersey. Back it up. Get out. Go on. Get. Go on. You trash-eating goat. Go on. Do something. Just stay out of my trash. Sorry. <laughs> she. I'm afraid she's going to get something that she's not supposed to. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sorry. No, it's okay. Children's. Okay. So at a diner, Kepler finds that his meal has been paid for. Amy's father, Frank, sits in the nearby booth and invites Kepler to sit down. Kepler is clearly uncomfortable at seeing Frank and asks uh, what he's doing in town. Uh, Frank re- replies that he and a friend, friend of his, Dennis Graves, came to Vegas to blow off some steam after Amy's memorial. Um, he asks Kepler for a favor, but Kepler refuses, telling him that he's just getting used to the things in Vegas mm-hmm. and doesn't want to mess that up. I don't blame him. No. Um, now that I'm reading the summary, like, all of this stuff is, like, piecing together. Yeah, it comes together. Yeah. I, it came together after I watched the episode. It did, yeah. Yeah, after I watched <laughs> I like, oh, it. Oh, that makes sense. I was like, oh, that all <clears> makes sense. Okay. So, a couple things. Yeah. In the diner, Wendy is there, and yes. she's like definitely flirting with Mr. Kepler and when yeah, he could yes. do so much better. Like she's so pretty. I'm like, girl, don't we just waste your time on this guy. I know. He I know. is trouble and <laughs> I feel like you all should know this. There but. was uh um on the no what it wasn't the meat market one. It was it was one with the butt implants. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's this one I think. Is it? This one's got butt implants. Oh whoops. yeah. No it's Forward. good. Um, anyway, There's in this that episode. and Mr. Frank. Frank is this old dude, and I was I was looking through the like guest star list or whatever. Uh, he looks very familiar. And okay, his name is Lynn Carew. I believe I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Uh-huh. He's in a lot of shows. He's in like Blue Bloods and like a few oh. other things. Anyway, what I know Lynn Carew from, and what <laughs> a small spattering of people <laughs> I know Lynn Carew from. <laughs> Is Broadway. He was the original Sweeney Todd on Broadway, opposite Angela Lansbury, which is a show that I went to see in New York last time I was there. Oh, the there revival. You go. And so he was like the OG Mr. Sweeney Todd. And I was oh. like, what are you doing in this show? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you here? <laughs> what are you doing? Anyway, he's a great actor. So he's not your genre. <laughs> anyway, that was a little Easter egg for me. <laughs> Probably only me. I freaking love you. 
Anyways, um, so <coughs> I choked on my water. <laughs> okay, so uh, Kepler meets Nick in a, um, at a crime scene in a hotel room. A male victim is lying on the bed, having having been shot twice, and a female hooker. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Uh, and a female hooker on the on the floor with one shot in her back and a missing left hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, evidence suggests that um, the the hooker was just visiting, as none of her personal items can be located. Yep. She was just there for business. Yes, she was. Okay. <clears throat> um, a forty-five caliber shell uh, casing is found on the on the floor, and the uh, closet contains a bunch of law enforcement logo t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, in the bedside table drawer, <laughs> Nick says, did you notice? He said, look in the Bible drawer. Yeah, and go, look in the Bible drawer. <laughs> <laughs> That's where a cop's going to put his gun. <laughs> I freaking love Nick. Texas boy. <laughs> Jesus. Guns. He's, he legit says, look at that Bible drawer. It's so funny. Nick in this episode is kind of hilarious. <laughs> and I don't know why, but... It's, yeah, anyway. it's great. It's great. So, Warwick looks in the bedside drawer, um, bedside table drawer, and Kepler finds... Oh, uh, Kepler, I'm sorry. I yeah. said Warwick. Um, Kepler finds a 9 millimeter, 9 millimeter gun in the leather holster. The holster is stamped TPD. Um, he removes the sheets uh, from over the male's, male victim's face and recognizes him. Bryce tells them that the victim is Dennis Graves of the Trenton Police Department. Mm-hmm. The person who found the victims, Frank McCarty, who was out in the hall talking to the uh, police. And he's like, that's Trenton Police Department. That's where you're from, Kepler. Do you know him? And he's like, oh, no, I don't know him. He's like, no, I don't know It's him. like, Kepler, you, you suspi- you're suspicious. You're suspicious. Suspicious. Sorry. Okay. So after Frank (coughs) recounts the evening's events to Brass, Kepler privately asks him what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Frank quickly says that um, Vegas is a dangerous town, and the murders could involve a pimp and his whore and a robbery or a robbery gone wrong. In the room, David uh, puts the time of death at four hours ago. Mm -hmm. Nick finds an open bottle of mouthwash on the dresser likely used by the hooker. In the bathroom, uh, he shows Catherine that there um, are hairs in the soap dish inconsistent with both victims along with a high heel shoe impression in the Mm -hmm. bathtub. Um, They're able to determine that someone was hiding in there when the murders took place, but aren't sure as to whether um, it's the killer or a witness. Yep. And uh, I freaking love Nick. Anyways, (laughs) Uh, so back in autopsy, Doc tells Kepler and Nick that the hooker's hand has been cut off postpartum using a serrated blade. (laughs) Postmortem. What did I say? Postpartum. Postpartum. (laughs) (laughs) After giving birth, her arm was removed. (laughs) Well, if you weren't pregnant, I don't want my hand removed after my baby's born. Thanks. I didn't even realize that I said postpartum. Good hey, God. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, that don't sound right. I was like, what did I say? Oh. I said, and, but in my head, I like I thought I said postpartum. <laughs> my bad. You good. Anyways, postmortem. Mortem. Using a serrated blade. Uh, there were no hits in Aphis based on the prints um, from the other hand. 
she had implants put in her rear end, uh, meaning that the serial number from them could help them identify him. <laughs> this is hilarious. So Doc takes the implants out and he like shows them to Nick and Nick, he's like, what do you think? Which, whatever. And he Nick that is like, they're was... a little big for me. <laughs> he, for he puts taste. them right here and he goes, they're a little big for me. It's like, no, they're for, they're for your ass. The other end. <laughs> he said, oh. He was, oh, he was like, for your butt? Or like something like that. <laughs> And he said, and like after this, Sadie's like, I'm going to be a butt man. <laughs> be a butt man after he's like sitting there squeezing these implants. So funny. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm getting choked up today. Um, so, totally lost my train of thought here at my place. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, Kevlar c- collects the bullets recovered from the body, uh, forcefully taken, uh, taking one... Uh, one bullet from uh, Doc's hand and heads to the ballistics lab. Mm-hmm. On the way, he meets Grissom, who is back from sabbatical. Um, Looking fine. He grew girl. his beard back out again. Girl. I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Thank you for the chest. Or the, uh, <laughs> the chest. <laughs> Grissom's just shirtless. <laughs> Walking into the- What is wrong with me? <laughs> You know what? I, I bet is at the end of this episode, the person's chest Did you make a note of that? Because I did. Carpet. <laughs> it looks like a sheet of carpet. It's gross. And Ben even said so. <laughs> he was like, ew. <laughs> we're sorry. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, Grissom <laughs> is not shirtless coming no. back to work. Yes. He's got beard the beard. hair. Yes, not He's, chest hair, beard yes, hair. Yes, thank you, Jesus, for the beard. Okay. It looks great. I mean, chest hair all the way. You mm-hmm. know, I'm sure Grissom's got some chest hair. Yeah. But I ain't seen the man without a shirt, we so ain't I, seen can't, him. I, I can't say. Can't testify. Uh, testify to that, yeah. Lord have mercy. So, another flashback shows Kepler eating dinner at, um, with Amy mm-hmm. and her father at their house. He walks down the hallway uh, towards an open door before the flashback ends. Wendy snaps Kepler out of his fog and tells him that the blonde hair from the bathtub matches the saliva left on the bottle of mouthwash. The DNA is female, leading Kepler to believe that there's another hooker in the room. Um, and also, uh, what does he say something about? Um, the implants or whatever. Oh, she got, she got like a name back from the implants, and he's like, "Well, you don't need any or something." She's like, "Thank you." Oh yeah, how do you feel about implants or something? And he's like, "You don't need any," and I'm like, "Leave Wendy's butt out I of know. this." I, she was like, "Uh, thank you." <laughs> like, God. just leave the girl. She's alone. too good for him. Yeah. Anyways, super weird. Uh, Brass questions Frank, who is surprised at the revelation that there was another woman in the room. As he says, Dennis couldn't handle more than one at a time. <laughs> Ew. These are old uh, men. But I don't know. Mm. And also didn't have the money to. Um, uh, Warwick processes the hooker's apartment. The implants led her um, led to her being identified as Courtney Evans. It's clear that the apartment has been ransacked and robbed. Uh, Grissom enters and joins in. Much to work, surprise and delight, which mm-hmm. I thought was freaking. That was very cute. Something else about Grissom coming back. So, like, he was teaching a class, obviously, uh-huh. and Hodges comes up to his door. <laughs> yes, and he was yes. like, he was like, I, I took your class. Like, he took his class online during the like. He's like, how did I do? He's like, I aced the final, didn't I? And, and Grissom goes, Spanky. <laughs> <laughs> he was using the name 
Spanky. And, which is so and funny. And then he like, he, Grissom says Spanky and he was like 784 or whatever the number oh, were. Oh, yeah. And he, Grissom's like, oh, who would have thought? You is, know? He kind of was like proud though. Uh-huh. He's like, look at you, Hodges. Like, you aced my test. <laughs> I know. It was, and it was really cute. It was funny. Yeah. So, um, super cute. Sorry. I just burp. <laughs> um, so, Warwick is super excited to see Grissom. Warwick hypothesized that Courtney was the target of the murders and that Dennis was collateral. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grissom finds a stack of bills in the um, on the table. Courtney's phone bill has been paid on time, but her electric bill wasn't. Priorities. Sure. Um, as Warwick lifts um, the many prints um, he comes across, he mentions uh, reverse forensics. This is met with an eyebrow raised to Grissom. Grissom's like, Grissom. y'all been dabbling? He's like, reverse what forensics. Now, what, now, what have y'all been doing? Mm-hmm. Okay, so back at the lab, Kep- Kepler fi- uh, sees Frank leave Bryce's office, and the two of them share a look. As they head in opposite directions down the hallway, Frank calls Kepler, uh, mentioning th- that there was another person in the room, and he <clears throat> asks for the girl's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kepler tells him that uh, they don't have a name yet, and Frank tells him not to let him down. Yep. And Nick kind of like, Here's part of this conversation. Yeah, he's like, who are you talking to? Uh, so Nick tracked down the plastic surgeon who did Courtney's implants and finds that there were they were paid for by her pimp, Eric Precious Ricky Hong. <laughs> that Lord have mercy. This got so funny. Um, in, t- in the interrogation, Ricky doesn't recognize Courtney from her autopsy photo and rambles off a bunch of names that um, that could be the mystery blonde that's looking that they're looking for. Kepler quickly loses loses his patience and slams Ricky's head into the table. Kepler got anger issues. He got like legit. So uh, he slams his head on the table. Uh, Rick, Ricky uh, relents and says that all of these hookers were uh, were working a bachelor party the night before. Mm-hmm. Sophia interrupts and, uh, the interrogation and tells Kepler and Nate that Courtney had a baby that she dropped off with a babysitter. The woman. Um, it, who is clearly in no shape to take care of a baby. She frazzled. Uh, my goodness gracious, bless her heart. Uh, says that the baby's father is in prison and hands her off to Nick. Um, and she's like, here, you, you can take She's her. like, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm sorry. And she gives it a, a thought of just, I'm like, Nick, stop it. I know. And he's it's like, we got more than one victim, yes. don't we? And I'm like, oh. So Kepler makes Frank at a hotel bar and tells him that Courtney had a kid. Uh, when asked why he cut off Courtney's hand, Frank reveals that she scratched him across the chest and his DNA was under her fingernails. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you sketchy ass. Frankie is... Mm-hmm. Frank tells Kepler that Dennis was uh, about to... Uh, was about to indicate and that he um, he was going to take down take them all down. Yeah. Um, what? Indicted? Was it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Moving on. Um, he was about to just spill the beans and take everybody down. Yeah. Uh, killing him was the only way out um, to keep his mouth shut. Yep. Uh, he reveals that years ago, Kepler traveled over state lines from Trenton to Philadelphia and shot and killed the guy who raped Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, which goes back to like the original opening of the episode. Yes. Uh, Kepler lets Frank know that he's out of line, but Frank uh, blackmails him and tells him that he still has the gun he used to kill Amy's rapist. The gun also has the victim's blood and Kepler's prints on it. Mm-hmm. He tells Kepler that going down for murder would compromise every case he's ever worked on. 
Kepler's job now, he says, is finding a way to pin Dennis's murder on the pimp or the unidentified blonde in the, in the hotel room. So this is a hot mess express. It is a hot mess express. It's a lot of revelation through yes. like talking, which is not my favorite thing. But anyway, so what happened is Kepler used to work with these guys in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He killed a man for raping Amy. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Supposedly. Kills this guy. Obviously, he's a murderer for in some capacity. Frank is like, I'll protect you, but you got to cover up. Or help me cover up whatever crimes and mysterious dealings that he has. Right. And so Kepler's been hopping from town to town doing these jobs. And he has to leave after any time Frank has him cover something up for him. Right. So that's why when he sees notes from Frank, he's like, shit, like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, it's I just like, I just got life. used to Vegas. I like it here. He likes where he's working. Mm-hmm. And he swoops in and screws everything up. And screws everything up. So that's where we're at. Yes. So, like I said, it's, like we've said before, it's, like, so jumbled that it's, like, a random thing thrown in here. Uh, gets wildin'. Um, so, Principal Courtney's apartment come back to a PJ Turner. In interrogation, he <clears throat> he tells Warwick that he was um, dumpster diving in, um, in the dumpsters behind the um, Palermo, what, what? Palermo? Palermo? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> one of them places. Uh, one of them places. And found Courtney's purse. Um, there was nobody home when he got to the apartment um, to turn it in. And he admits taking the opportunity to steal things. Like a piece of shit. I mean, <laughs> um, when you're homeless, you take what life gives you. Know, while PJ is being interrogated, Kepler calls Catherine and checks in on the progress being made on the case. Um, when told about the dumpster behind the... This place, uh, Kepler offers to drive there and have a look. Inside the dumpster, he finds Courtney's bloodied severed hand. Ugh. Wrapped in a towel. Gross. Disgusting. Uh, when asked by Catherine later if he found anything in the dumpster, he tells her the search came up empty. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kepler has another flashback that shows him handing over the bloody gun to Frank, who puts it in an ev- evidence bag. Mm-hmm. The scene then rewinds, and Kepler walks away from Frank backwards. So it's like... It's it's a weird. It's take weird, but on it's but it's flashbacks. showing it's showing that he's he's got the gun. He's going to keep it safe for him, but he's going to blackmail him with it. Right. So uh, in the AV lab, Archie goes goes through the elevator surveillance footage from the hotel and finds that the mystery blonde was with Frank before she was with Dennis in Dennis's room. Mm-hmm. Nick tells Kepler that um, Frank withheld information from the police yep. and that they might be looking at a dirty cop. Frank's phone has been going to voicemail, and it's found that he never checked out of his hotel room. Kepler, Nick, and Sophia head, head there, um, with Kepler barging into the room using a key card instead of <coughs> following police protocol. The room is empty except uh, for a paper bag on the, on the bed. Inside the bag, Nick pulls out a plastic bag containing a bloody gun. Yep. The gun. The gun. Yes, the gun. Um, but we will find out which gun it is. Yes. Um, the gun is the same caliber as the one that killed Courtney and Dennis. A flashback shows Frank shooting Dennis, um, while he was lying in the bed. Uh, Courtney was shot in the back when she tried to get up and run. Mm-hmm. Um, after Nick leaves to go back to the lab to process the gun, Kepler offers to process the scene. After everyone leaves, he calls Frank, uh, but the call goes to voicemail. Um... There's just so much happening. It's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. There's so much happening. It's, it's a lot to process. Um, so, uh, Nick processes the bloody gun and scans the print, um, 
that's the print into the database, <coughs> excuse me, the print comes back as Kepler's. He relays his information to Catherine, who is puzzled as to know Kepler's print, uh, how, how his print got there. Yeah. Nick insists that Kepler never handled the gun in the hotel room, and because the fingerprint on it is dry, is in dried blood, he thinks it's not the same gun used to kill Courtney and Dennis. Right. It's been sitting there a while. Yes. So Catherine wonders if Kepler is being set up. Um... Another one of Kepler's flashbacks is shown. He enters Amy's room at the end of the hallway and finds her um, lifeless on the on one side of the bed with Frank sitting shirtless on the other side of it. Disgusting. Mm. Um, when Kepler walks closer to Amy, she utters, Daddy said never, never tell you. Um, he looks down to see a cut on her wrist and blood coming from it. So... Um, Catherine and Nick relayed their findings to Grissom. Grissom knows that Kepler told him that he didn't know Frank, which they know now that was a lie. Right. Uh, Kepler hasn't <clears throat> been answering his phone, and Nick brings it up, brings up the fact that he knows where Susie lives. So this is the other hooker that was in the, the Susie. witness. Yeah, she's been identified as Susie. Yes. Um, so if Kepler had something to do with the murders, Frank isn't the only one that they should be concerned about. Right. Nick tells Grissom that Kepler handled the bullets uh, taken from the both victims and it's possible he swapped them while Warwick adds that Kepler said that he didn't find anything when he searched the dumpster. So all around this is a whole hot mess express. Yes. Um, as far as like Kepler lying and everybody's figuring it out. Wendy uh, enters and says that the DNA from the bloody gun <clears throat> doesn't match either of the victim uh, either of the victims. Um, in fact the DNA uh, print Ancestry markers say that it's from a black male. Um, Nick notes that Kepler and Frank were both from the East Coast and has Wendy expand her search um, for, for that mm -hmm. person. Uh, so, and they're all like, <coughs> I hope he's innocent. I hope he's being set up. I'm like, why do y'all like him so much? I, I know, it's I mean, weird. Like, he's fine, but he ain't like. He's not like know. a golden boy. He's only been in like three episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Greg calls Kepler, but continues to go uh, get no answer. Archie is able to track his GPS um, on Kepler's SUV and finds that he's near Henderson. Kepler quickly rips the antenna off of his SUV roof, disabling the GPS. However, they're able to track him using his cell phone. Also, if it's that easy to rip out a GPS off of a, a big Tahoe... What are we doing? No kidding. He just... <laughs> he's just like, ever. He's just like... Meh. <laughs> And I'm like, Collects it off. for the love of all things, if it's that easy. Anyways, I, that was just something I noticed. Um, so Kepler tracks down <clears throat> precious Ricky, demands to know where Susie lives, and con confiscates his cell phone. Meanwhile, Catherine and Sarah search Susie's apartment and quickly conclude, conclude that she doesn't work out of here. Um, Brass calls Catherine and fills her in on what he found found out regarding Kepler's relationship with Frank and Amy. He adds that Kepler also knew Dennis and that Dennis was about to be indicted. Mm -hmm. um, after Catherine hangs up the phone, Sarah shows her motel key envelopes um, found in Susie's purse for the Blue Siren Motel. Blue Siren. Very <clears throat> That sounds over sketchy. Yeah. Um, it seems they found Susie's quote-unquote office. Uh, Catherine then gets a call from Kepler, who is sitting outside the motel and using Ricky's Ricky's phone. Okay, that makes sense. He took his phone, and I was like, why does that say, um, 
what's his name Hong Eric yeah Hong. Eric Hong <laughs> I was like wow that's I was like that's weird yeah no he took Rick's anyways phone. yeah <clears throat> so um that clicked with me um he tells her that he made a mistake a long time ago and that it's too late to fix it however every one of his cases were clean except the for the um Alvarez a homicide in Philadelphia yep. the man who we've seen be begging for his life yes uh, Kepler tells him, her that the ballistics on the uh, bloody gun will come back to uh, Dennis and um, then hangs up yep he calls Frank uh, next and tells him to meet him at the motel he gonna take him down he's gonna get it <laughs> he's uh, done with it he's, he's like if he's I go down enough. I go down but yeah. I'm sick of this yeah Catherine calls Grissom and tells him about the call um, and Kepler states um, and Kepler's state of mind. Grissom reminds her that her priority is to find Susie, and Catherine heads to the motel um, to not worry about Kepler, just to find Susie. So Susie sits on the edge of the bed of a mo- in the motel. <clears throat> There's a knock on the door, and she yells um, yells out that it's open. She's horrified to find Frank enter the room, pointing a gun at her. As Frank walks toward her, however, Kepler appears and aims his gun at him. Kepler forces Frank to put his gun down. He then reveals that he knows that Frank raped his own daughter and that he killed an innocent man. Uh, that Kepler killed an innocent man. Disgusting. Terrible. And this poor girl is sitting there terrified. No kidding, bless her heart. Yeah. And so uh, Susie gets up and bolts out the door. Frank picks up his gun and fires at her, but Kepler steps in front of it and takes the bullet in his chest. Um, when Catherine revi- arrives and enters the room, Frank points his gun at her. I was like, mm-mm, girl. No. No. Uh, Kepler, on the floor, in a semi-upright position, um, empties his gun into Frank, killing him. And I'm like, get it, girl. You don't mess with Catherine. No. Um, as Kepler lay bleeding, he apologizes, apologizes to Catherine. Kepler is wheeled into the back of an ambulance, but attempts at uh, saving his life are unsuccessful. That's when we get our first look at his carpet chest. Yes. Which... <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's like uh, so bad. It's it yeah. It was bad. It almost it was, looks fake. I know. Honestly. I know. I, I was like I don't think it is, but uh, no. I've I've seen like a lot of yeah. like men look like I'm like, yo. Goodness. <laughs> how do you it's like one of those like how do their shirts lay flat because they're just like I know like a tinge like. off of their shoes. Oh Lord of mercy. Oh it's bad. Anyways. Um Grissom arrives and consoles a Terry Catherine as she watches Kepler being pronounced dead. Um, <clears throat> the signal on uh, Kepler's phone is tracked in the lot in Henderson, where he had been earlier. Nick and Warwick eventually find a portable ice chest that it has a biohazard label on it. Uh, when they open, when Nick opens the chest, he finds Kepler's cell phone along with Gordy's bloody severed hand in the plastic bag. There's a note um, to it that reads, Check under her nails. You'll find Frank McCarty's DNA. Yep. Both men sigh heavily. The case is solved, but they've lost a fellow CSI. Lord have mercy. <sighs> yeah. I seriously can't get over the carpet chest. I um, that, I just can't get over how me. much shit happens in this episode. And it, it doesn't even happen to any of like our people. It's like all It's Kepler, like a random, yeah. Which is fine. My main critique of this episode is uh-huh. I feel like you could have had something like this going on with one of our people. That we already know. Like, Warwick yeah. maybe like had a gambling... Like, way back in the past, something to do with his gambling, maybe. Like, and somebody's trying to blackmail him. And maybe He's, because everybody's already been through theirs, you know? Maybe. And, like, Greg and Grissom um, don't have really any, like, 
baggage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because Nick was buried alive. Mm-hmm. Um, Warwick with his gambling stuff. Catherine's Catherine gone with through her, the ringer. Yeah, with bacoodles of things. Yeah, Sarah's kind of getting there. Sarah's like slowly going through some stuff. She yeah. kind of went through like a mental health yeah. episode. Um, so I don't know. I don't know why they chose to like bring in a, just a new person. Um, maybe it does lead up to something else maybe later. I, maybe. I we'll see. But yeah. it seemed like a lot of effort to put a storyline on somebody that we don't really know very well. Yeah. That's not one of our main characters. I maybe, would prefer Maybe it, it was, was just that. to fill in. Now that I think about it, maybe just to fill in because Grissom was, like, gone. Maybe. Was he, like, gone for, like, a legit reason? Like oh, I don't the know. Person like, his character? The, yeah. I don't know. Like, the person that plays his character? I'm not sure. Um, And so, like, maybe that was just, like, a filler? Maybe. Maybe. You know? Yeah. It was just, it was weird yeah. to me. Um, yeah. I don't really know why it's ranked so high as number 11. Yeah, that's it, another thing. I, I think that if it had been about one of our main characters... It should be that high because that's a lot of shit yeah. going on. But I, I don't really is care because, about Kepler. Is it because <laughs> Grissom bad, come back? I don't know. And then at the end, it fi- he finds the... Um... Well, he don't find it yet. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. He don't get a chance to open it. Episode. Okay. So, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really understand the high rating for that one. I just don't care about Kepler because he's just such a little blip. Yeah, know? it's... Yeah. I mean, it's a sad story and I hate it for him really hate it for Catherine because her acting was so good. Uh, right. I was like, dang. I mean, I feel like he was a fairly good, like, fresh kind of detective because he does everything opposite of everybody. Yeah, and he, like, has a suit and they're like, why the hell are you wearing a suit? Like, he's di- he's just different, like, how he approaches things. Yeah. And so maybe that was just a, like, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I That's don't a understand weird ranking. It. Yeah. I would say this would probably be more ranked in like the 30s or 40s i agree yeah. if if at all mm-hmm. like as like i said it wasn't my favorite um but and i don't just only some... because grissom came back right <laughs> i mean <laughs> grissom yeah so for fashion there's a couple things dear god number one nick has this awful striped shirt thank you terrible thank so you so the, the the torso is like a light blue with dark stripes the sleeves are dark blue with light stripes and it has this like real faint design on the chest that looks like chest sweat. I thought he was sweating, and it, I was like, "Oh no, that's the that. shirt." I didn't see that. And he's making fun of Kepler's suit. I was like, "Sir, look at what you're wearing. You are bald. Take a look at yourself. You have a shaved head. No kidding. And you're bald, and you're wearing a child. What looks like a child's shirt? Like, oh, damn. It kind of reminds me of something off of Blue's Clues." Honey, no. What are we doing, sir? What are we doing? Anyway, there was that. (laughs) Work wears wears this really cool, like, nice-fitting jacket at one point, but he wears it with that stud belt or that holy belt that we've talked about several times. Yeah, I don't like that. That they've just given his character. Greg only shows up. His butt looks good in the jeans. His butt does look good in the jeans. Amen. And this, like... Oh, <laughs> Lord. Anyways, Greg only has one scene in this episode, and he's looking super cute. He is looking cute. He's wearing that weird like jacket again, where it's yeah. like half a jacket and like half a hoodie. I don't really know. Yeah, but I don't know about that. Anyway, he was on the screen for so little time that it didn't matter, which is know, yeah. Sad. But it, which is hair? also a reason this episode should not be ranked as high. Anyway. Uh, for sure, we've got <laughs> his better hair's looking episode. better. Yeah, it's much it's, more trimmed. The, and, I don't know what we're doing with these. The, the sideburns, little, the little flippy sideburns that like. Yeah. His hair is his hair is not meant for. I don't for think so. Burns. No, but guys with curly hair are not meant for sideburns, sideburns, or any like things coming off. Anyway, yeah. 
So those were the only other notes I had. Did you have anything else to say about this Walden episode? No, but I'm glad you brought up Nick's sweater because I noticed that. (laughs) (laughs) That was the only thing I was like, dear God. (laughs) It's like Blue's Clues, though. (laughs) It looks like a good It looks like Steve. green right he did okay. i get joe is it joe oh. Nick? i don't know blue's clothes has like really kind of struck a chord with me after the whole like okay when they showed steve all thing. of them together and like steve came back and they had like a movie i blue's clues meant a lot to me <laughs> <laughs> when i was a child as it did so many other people yes but we have been like Oh my god. Grief stricken. I found a TikTok where they talk about Mr. Saul and Mrs. Pepper and like the birth of Paprika and whether or not Mrs. Pepper had an affair to Paprika. <laughs> and it's the funniest thing in the you world. Got to Basically, it's they were like, uh, Paprika is like a, a, a Spanish spice or whatever. And they said they actually have like a family tree for the salts and peppers. <laughs> So, Mrs. Pepper's grandmother is like a, or Mr. Salt's grandmother is like Cayenne or something. <laughs> so, they give, give birth to Paprika. It's, it is so stupid. <laughs> I'll find it, show to you. But, anyway. So, I freaking love our generation. Me too. It is wild. <laughs> okay. Case and characters. I forgot to write my ranking down, so we'll do it. <clears throat> it's wrong. Case, I guess, like a three or four i was thinking maybe like a two a two yeah i just it's it's too much it's too much generous (laughs) generous yeah okay we'll go with a two whatever you were saying like my mouth did the same thing (laughs) i was like yeah that's generous no yeah Yeah, i think mm -hmm. and that's that's being generous yeah in in the sense of like this and characters is like even less it's like a one i feel for Catherine. I'm glad Grissom's come back. Yeah. They have some good moments, and but Nick this episode isn't about them. Nick is all about, like, we are not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. But like, that not even in this episode. Oh. So, we can't really See, I'm it. telling you, like, my my world has been turned upside down since last <laughs> Saturday. So, it is, I can't keep I up. mean, hell, that gives it, like, a one and a half. Yeah. He's low. Yeah. Low. That's, like, the lowest we've done. No kidding. And this is a high-ranking episode. And, I mean, MVP's got to be kept with... I suppose. Because, I mean, he did the right thing and was like, I'm sick of covering for these terrible people. Yeah, but, but he's not our But he's he's not one of our people. I mean, I guess he's supposed to be. Uh, I, mean, I guess we're supposed feeling. to care about him because yeah. the CSIs care about him. Right. Anyway, this episode, mm-mm. I don't know about it. No, I don't know. And we've covered some doozies. We have. And, and they that, weren't this high. They, no. <laughs> no. I can understand what this was like. Doozies that were better than this. Yes. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. So, so anyway, let like, us know if you agree with this or if you've seen this episode, if you're familiar with Mr. Kepler. Because yeah, like why is this ranked why so was high? This a, why was this a choice for this season? This was almost in the had, top ten. I know. We already had a lot going on in this season. We didn't really need Mr. Kepler. Yeah. Unless, of course, it's because, like, Will Peterson... The actor that plays Grissom had to like leave for some reason, and they needed to right, fill in yeah, spot. and like just to know. fill it in, and like it just turned out to be like a Who good. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let us know what you think, mm-hmm. and come back next week for a better episode. <laughs> <laughs> in my humble opinion, <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> All right, uh, because me talking about postpartum <laughs> instead of postmortem, postpartum yeah. hand removal. 
not do that oh anyway we'll see you folks next week then see you have a nice thanksgiving bye bye